Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Are you into true crime? Do you like unsolved mysteries? Strange and forgotten history? Bizarre alien abductions and classified science experiments? Then check out Cruelty Podcast. We're your hosts, Willow Ahava, along with my best friend and next door neighbor, Lillian Asterius, and my husband, Meriwether Asterius. Maris, say hi. Hello. Maris, short for Meriwether, and I host Maris Mondays as a bonus episode each week to start your Monday with something strange and unusual. While the rest of the week, Lillian and I present a true crime case under a monthly theme and feature known and not so known cases. We've done everything from vampire month to honeymoon murders to cannibal killers. Cruelty Podcast is an independent podcast made possible by our Patreon members. If you would like ad-free listening plus additional episodes and perks, find Cruelty Podcast at patreon.com slash cruelty. Whoa, that's four whole episodes a week. Linktree slash Cruelty has links to all our social media accounts as well as our Discord channel. Cruelty Podcast is a member of the Podmoth Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? We are happy that you're here, and my name is Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays for the Ghouls. A Podmod podcast. I'm uh, very excited to say that we have another guest with us today. You want to introduce yourself? Me? Hi, I'm the guest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Michael Colby. I'm from the also Podmoth podcast, Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. We do a scripted absurdist comedy horror sometimes type of thing i play a ghost our main character is married to a werewolf we got vampires we got frankensteins yeah we have a very strange world and then sometimes we have only fans girls slash strip club djs slash accountants played by someone you might know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's me i'm chug nasty <laughs> chug nasty the one and only chug nasty played by Haley. For, or jesus i'm looking at the name Haley. <laughs> played it's by your very Catherine. Catherine yes. for saturdays or for the ghouls sorry guys it's the better half not me <laughs> her name is just up in front and centered on the screen Mine yeah i just looked up at my screen and it just said Haley, and i was like confused <laughs> It's okay. I honestly, while I'm editing, I confuse me and Haley all the time. So <laughs> we're pretty much interchangeable at this point. <laughs> I do listen to your guys' show, and sometimes I'm like, I have no idea who's talking right now. <laughs> we uh, share brain cell, and honestly, all the other mannerisms that come along with that. So we are kind of the same person. Sure. But yeah, I totally had fun guesting on the Jack Billings Present Haunted Apartment Complex. So you should check that out if you want to hear me be an accountant or, you know, an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Or what what did you say? A uh, uh, female fuckboy? Yeah, (laughs) a female fuckboy. (laughs) That was my only direction was TikTok (laughs) fuckboy. Yeah. (laughs) But as... A lady TikTok fuckboy. Yeah. (laughs) And I ran with it. (laughs) (laughs) And you did a great job. That episode, by the way, is called The Answer to Mr. Billings' Riddle is Moin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you'll you'll understand it it if you listen to the podcast. So (laughs) go listen to the episode. Go listen to the episode and then all of the other episodes, because if you listen to just that episode, nothing is going to make any sense. Yeah, it won't make sense if you listen to just mine, so you're going to have to listen to all of them. (laughs) So yeah, that was really fun. And so he's coming to join us to talk about a movie. And Haley, what movie are we talking about today? We are talking about the cult classic, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Woo! 
This was also chosen by Michael so that he had a say in what movie we did. We gave him a few options and he yes. was very excited about this one. So we watched I, it. I have been typecast as the <laughs> horror comedy guy, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> but this movie, I saw this not long after it came out. And then I really liked it. And then I watched it a second time for this. And... I was like, oh, this is still really good. I really enjoyed myself, but it wasn't like the same as the first time. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it again yesterday (laughs) (laughs) and I noticed like a lot of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is like way better than I even thought it was the first time. Right. And then something stuck out as very bad and out of place. And we'll get to that much later in this episode. (laughs) okay i'm very curious now (laughs) yeah i'm very curious about that too but he's leaving us on a cliffhanger that's great (laughs) well i want people to listen to the entire episode (laughs) yes that's perfect we and Haley have never seen it until we watched it for this podcast so we've only seen it once and it's fresh eyes to a movie that's been out for a little bit but i'd say we both enjoyed it right oh yeah yeah it was great Haley, you want to take us away on the a little bit about the movie Let's see. So it came out originally January 22nd, 2010 at Sundance. It did actually win some awards for it. I believe even the actor who plays Dale, he did get a award for best male performance, which he well deserves. Since it did really well at Sundance, though, they did it. They gave it a limited theater release September 30th, 2011. And do you want to guess what the budget was for this, Catherine? And Michael, I know the budget by accident. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I know that that like ruins the whole thing, but it was an accident. I saw it and I I didn't forget it either. So that's crazy. Wow, I can't imagine. I mean, it had to be pretty low because we have like Alan Tudyk, who's like a reasonably big star, and then Tyler Labine, who should be a bigger star but isn't. And then a bunch of people I've never seen. Right. So I'm going to guess 1.8 million. <laughs> I like your evidence to get to that answer. Yes. <laughs> Show your um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, the budget was $5 million. Wow. Okay. Catherine, did you spoil how much it made? I don't remember how much it made. I All I know is that it, I know too much, though. So let's see if Michael can guess how much he thinks it made now that he knows it was cost five million. Okay, it cost five million. It's better than any Marvel movie I've ever seen. So I'm gonna say it grossed two and a half billion dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish it did. That would have been great. <laughs> I actually have no idea, but I do hope it made some money at least. Yeah, it, it at least made the budget back. It made between five and $5.3 million. Okay. So. <laughs> and I think that's just box office, right? Not like sales after. Right. So oh. I, it's broken down a little bit, which it kind of didn't make sense. But it says opening weekend, 52843 in the 30 theaters that they released it to. And in the U.S., it made... 223,838 and then another 5 million outside the US which I was like that makes no sense but there you go <laughs> when they mean like outside the US cuz I feel like it was mainly like a Canadian release oh it was definitely filmed oh. and <laughs> everything in Canada this is like right. peak Canada type thing <laughs> <laughs> mhm there's a thing in movies where you can tell like certain actors and like (laughs) settings and like uh, budgets where you're like oh this is a canadian (laughs) movie right and Um, alan tudyk is is one of those guys (laughs) like oh they got they got a big star for canadian movies it did actually get some good ratings though 7.5 on imdb 85 percent rotten tomatoes and 92% 92% of Google users liked it. So 92, dang. Yeah, yeah I know. it's a great movie. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I agree <laughs> with 92% of Google users, which I never thought I would ever say that. Google <laughs> users are kind of a broad term. So 
It is, yeah. Yeah. Tyler Levine, the guy who plays Dale, who is the reason that I watched this movie in the first place, he was in a show called Reaper. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this. Yeah. It was, I don't even remember exactly when Reaper was like on the air, but it was, he played the friend of a guy who was like the devil's son who had to be a grim reaper and like had to take souls to like the afterworld or something. Yeah. And Ray Wise played the devil and it was like a great show. And if you've never seen Reaper, you should watch Reaper. (laughs) That's like a weird fever dream. Like remembering that Reaper was ever a show. Like I do remember (laughs) watching that though. Yeah. Every time I see Tyler Labine, I'm always like, (laughs) I remember you know, where I saw him from. He played a character named Sock, which was like, I think there was something in the water in like between 2010 to like, or 2002 to like 2012, Mm -hmm. where people were just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Like (laughs) I noticed it with horror movies, television, cartoons, especially. Yeah. But there's an era, like a 10-year era, where like they just let the weirdest shit happen in like all sorts of entertainment. And I'm like, I think the golden age of television was when people just absolutely lost their minds (laughs) and said, you know, oh, we have cable. We have to fill all this stuff. We're just going to let stuff go. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, you know, Flapjack and Chowder and Reaper and then you get movies like this. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you guys, do you guys watch a lot of horror movies or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw like Behind the Mask or How to Be a Serial Killer or Rubber or The Greasy Strangler. These movies all came out in like the same era. And it's just like people were just trying to do stuff that you've never seen before and it was an amazing time for like movies and tv and now everything is so like i'm gonna talk a lot of shit on marvel movies because i always do (laughs) but everything is so like marvelized now where you Mm -hmm. don't get any like creativity it's just like everything has to be a big boring blockbuster now right i do see that like with I feel like I've seen that with like friends and stuff when they're like, oh, I think that you were talking about this, Haley, where they were like Terrifier didn't, Terrifier 2, when it came out, they were like, it's not even that big of a budget, so people don't even care about it. It's right. But Terrifier 2, you tell me, is really good. I haven't seen it yet, but it's a low budget film. And so people think because it's low budget, it's terrible, but that's not always the case, obviously. (laughs) Oh, wait what you should be impressed with is if it's actually a good low budget film it's like wow you You accomplished so much right with so little right it was so good oh my god okay i agree i think people are snotty now with like budgets and how much people make on their movies and stuff it feels like unless there's a big star in something yeah people don't want to see it and it's like you guys like your people are missing out on so much because like even back in the day, like Evil Dead and stuff, like all those Sam Raimi movies, people yeah. were like, oh, I'm not going to go see that. Nobody's in it. And it's like, right. well, then you're missing, you know, when people have a small budget, they're forced to do stuff in like interesting really? ways to make up for it. Like it follows. Right. Like had such a low budget. So they had to do weird stuff to make up for that budget. And then it turned out really cool. Right. That's a good one. So for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, you should probably go watch it now. But Haley, tell us like, just what's it about? I'll just do a little synopsis. I'm not going to go like scene by scene, you know? (laughs) So it centers around a bunch of college kids, right? They're going to (laughs) go and uh, go camping in the woods, you know, get drunk, you know, typical cliche, popped colored early 2000s college students. And they go in this really small town. It's like run down, creepy. And we meet these two hillbillies, <laughs> Tucker and Dale. The movie's also in their POV a lot of the times too. So you get both sides. But it's just a big cluster of miscommunication and <laughs> horror tropes 
and cliches and like, it's like a series of unfortunate events <laughs> that just <laughs> cluster fuck into like nothing <laughs> one big misunderstanding lots of death oh, suicide death. packs oh. you know death 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it all right, bye guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, the podcast is over. <laughs> like Michael never in. got to say his side. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. I have to say, I loved Dale. Like, oh yeah, as a character, like right off the bat, he was like instantly lovable, and I, I really much, very much enjoyed him. Big old teddy bear. Yes. I think the movie hinges on. This movie is like, it's like walking a tightrope. Like, this could have been terrible. Yeah. Like, there's, it would have easily been terrible. Mm -hmm. But everybody, the thing that I love in movies is when you're doing something weird and possibly dumb, but everybody is into it 100%. Right. Like, in a world where the one actor in this movie wasn't going for it a hundred percent it would have taken all the air out of this movie but yeah everybody from tucker and dale to you know the guy at you know when they're at the like gas station yeah like the guy behind the counter you know the cop all of the college kids they're all doing their thing exactly how they need to do it to like oh, this is, you know, everybody's into this and it's so good. And right. yeah, one person not doing that, one person phoning it in would have completely like Derailed taken it. all the, you know, it would have just taken you out of this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. You could tell they had a fun time and like they wanted to do this. Right. Oh, yeah. They wanted yeah. to tell the story in a really fun way. The thing that I really noticed about it the third time was... Tucker, Alan Tudyk's character, like his comic timing was so spot on. Like his reactions to stuff that Dale did, like I was laughing out loud at some of the stuff that he was saying. Did we want to talk about the kills and stuff? Or? Yeah, what? let's talk about the kills. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're technically deaths. <laughs> true. That's um, true. What was. Even the- what was Even your the favorite main death? one was an accidental kill. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite what? kill? Either one. <laughs> meeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, I, God. I have two favorite kills. Okay. Both for different reasons. Uh-huh. Obviously, when the kid jumps into the wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not for the death. I've seen wood chipper deaths a million times in movies. This one's a fine one, but... This is a Tucker moment. Yeah. Because this kid jumps into the wood chipper and he's struggling to try to pull him out. Yeah. And then the wood chipper like stops because it gets clogged up. And then he just kind of sits there for a second and then he looks down and he goes, Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was laughing my ass off. Just his timing is perfect in that moment. And then for cinematography reasons, the first death when Tucker saws into the beehive and then Mm -hmm. he's running with the chainsaw and you're sort of following him and there's a college kid in the background and then you're following them through the woods and then the college kid gets impaled on on a tree branch and you keep following Tucker and the kid just stops and it's like it's like this amazing because you barely see the the actual death right but just the way that it's shot is so cool looking yeah and tucker just basically runs right by him when the kid thinks he's chasing him yeah he's not not concerned about this kid at all no no (laughs) he's just trying not to get stung anymore yeah He's getting stung in the face by the worst CGI bees you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, the woodchipper one is, I would say, definitely a top. That was funny. Because, again, Tucker has a lot of, like, one-liner, just 
what you were saying, Michael, like perfect timing jokes. Like I laughed at that part too. Cause I was like, wow. And then anytime yeah. with that body, like even after when they're like dragging him out and then the sheriff pulls up and then <laughs> Dale's just standing there holding one leg and then yep. <laughs> when they pull it out and Dale falls down and then Tucker's just pulling <laughs> the body it, yeah. over top of him and he's like no not my face not my face <laughs> oh god yeah that oh, was funny it's so good oh jeez another one the kid that gets set on fire and sets like the cabin on fire too <laughs> oh and the the dumb girl throws like moonshine, moonshine or something off. on it <laughs> yes <laughs> okay that just girl. a series of unfortunate events for these yeah, when the girl gets the weed whacker to the face, oh. Oh. <laughs> you don't really see anything, but later on, she grabs Chad, Chad. Mm-hmm. by the ankle, and you can see, like, skull yeah. underneath, like, where she got weed whacked in the face, and I was like, I think that's more effective than if they would have just, like, close up on it happening. Yeah. Because you see it happening, but then later when you see that she's still alive and like the skull is just exposed it makes it so much nastier yeah Mm -hmm. it's more of a like oh god i think that one of the underrated kills was the safety when he turned off the safety and shot himself (laughs) in the face yes that's underrated but it was really funny because he like shot he pointed it at dale and tucker and dale's like you have to turn the safety off on the side of the yeah. gun. And Tucker's like, don't tell him that. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then, again, that perfect comedy timing yeah. from Alan Tudyk. Like, when he says, oh, you have to turn the safety off. Like, he looks at him like, what are you doing? Right. And then after he gets shot in the face, he goes, you have to turn the safety off on the side of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, he's so funny. Oh, um, he's so fucking funny in this movie. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So, eventually later in the movie, these college kids who, by this moment, they think that, like, Tucker and Dale are these psycho hillbillies, like, after them, right? So, yeah. Chad, because, of course, his name's fucking Chad. Yeah, um, of course it is. <laughs> I was telling Captain, I was like, he looks like a Chad. <laughs> yeah, he really uh, does. And he was another one who, like, went 100% in on that character. And I have mm-hmm. no idea who this guy is, so I don't know if he's good in anything else. But, like, to play that character the way he did was, like, yeah, that's what he had to do. Because they do a thing in horror movies where, like, they sort of make the victims unlikable. Which is good, because then, you know, when they get killed, whatever. But, you know, to go over the top like that, to make him the actual villain... And he never plays anything besides the villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like a turn when he turns. You hate him from the beginning. Right. Yeah. From the first oh. time he like tries to force himself on Allie. You're like, right. oh, this guy sucks. Yeah, this guy is mm-hmm. dumb. He's a dick. I would like to see probably more of his stuff. The only other thing that I... Because he did look familiar. He plays a small role in Final Destination 3. And he's the boyfriend of the main character that dies in the the roller coaster accident. Okay. Uh, do you, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I mean, I've seen all the Final <laughs> Destinations. The only one I really remember was, I think it's 5, the one that's called The Final Destination, where they're at the NASCAR race. Oh, yeah. Because that one has awesome deaths. I think that's my favorite one. Oh, yeah, that one is good. Uh, the roller coaster one was the first one I saw, so that's why it's kind of like in there. But also, another character, the blonde, the dumb blonde girl, she's also in it as well. How did she die? She just got blown up. Oh, she was just in the cabin when it blew up. Yeah. Okay. That's boring. Because. She was in there a lot. Like, she was in the movie a lot more than a lot of these college kids. So I think they should have given her a more spectacular death. Oh, yeah. Especially since she was wearing those stripper heels that they 
mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, maybe they, maybe like a fall or like a broken leg or I don't know. Yeah. They didn't really do a lot of like gore stuff. So mm-hmm. now that you know, the broken leg may have been too far over the top. Cause you know they would have done like a compound fracture, you know, ankle bones sticking out of the leg since it's a horror movie. Right. After he broke his leg, I was like, how is he still wa- walking? I'm yeah, like, after that, that leg break, I was like, he's still like walking straight at him. I'm like, that's yes. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me all three times that I, that I watched <laughs> this movie because he did do that leg break and it looks gruesome. And then it's like it never happened after yeah, that. He just walks it off. <laughs> yeah. That's not the thing that I thought was bad and out of place, but that right. was not great. <laughs> yeah. Haley, what do you have for fun facts? Is that all the deaths? Did we talk about all the deaths? Uh, I mean, basically. Yeah, I think it's just Chad. Well, technically uh, Chad doesn't die, but yeah, like he... (laughs) It's so dumb because... So at the end when Dale's trying to save Allison from Chad because Chad's an asshole and is trying to kill her. Earlier in the film, Allie makes... Dale and Chad sit down and have a civil conversation to explain their sides of the story. And we learn that Chad, so Chad has asthma. You see him like all throughout, like smoking and then hitting his inhaler, which is. Yeah, that is really good because like, he's this tough guy, like, like whatever, you know, Chad type of guy. And then you just see him keep puffing on his inhaler. And it's like, he's acting tough when he does that, too. Like, he has a face on when he's doing his (laughs) inhaler. And I'm like, this guy is great. Like, I love to hate this guy, which is one of my favorite types of, like, character actors. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. He's great. Just, like, angry huffing. Just, Yeah. (laughs) So you find Uh, out that he's allergic to... Chamomile. Chamomile, yeah. And then that comes in to his death because Dale throws chamomile into his face. Yeah. And then he has a big asthma attack and then falls out of a barn. It's great. Which I do love a good falling out of a barn. That was good. (laughs) I love when people fall out of barns. (laughs) It happens so much. You wouldn't think, (laughs) you know, you wouldn't think that so many people were like around barns, but you know, I usually do like a horror movie every day in October. And you'd be surprised at how many people fall out of barns. Haley, what do you have fun facts now? Uh yeah. Uh let's see, let's see. Give it to me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chug Nasty just came out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, can I like buy you dinner first? Like <laughs> no, I'm good. Hell no. <laughs> Chug Nasty doesn't go out on dates. <laughs> yes, she doesn't. No. I was like, when she told me the description, I was like, oh, so you. <laughs> I'm not an accountant, though. No one spread that around. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> I just have uh, commitment issues, and um, I ghost everyone I talk to. So. Yeah, and the good thing about that accountant character is no mention of finances yeah. Ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure Jack still doesn't understand. <laughs> Jack doesn't understand anything. That's really the point of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hear some fun facts. Oh, yeah. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Eli Craig is the one who directed it. Uh, it was also written by him and his friend from college, Morgan Jurgensen. They both attended University of Southern California. Graduate School of Cinema, which is a mouthful. They wrote the screenplay just after graduating in 2005. And it was actually Jurgensen's idea, or I guess thought that he had for them that this whole movie even got rolling in the first place. He was stuck in traffic on the way home or back to LA. And it rerouted him through this like creepy small town. And he just got reminded of all the cliches of how, like, this is how people die. Or (laughs) he basically brought up the idea 
his friend Eli, but he had the idea of flipping it to where like the hillbillies are actually like sweet and good guys. Yeah, the good guys. Yeah, and then and then got the ball rolling. Yeah, and then uh, your college kids have just seen too many movies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This it is. Was I'm I'm surprised that this is like. Because usually first movies out of film school are like pretentious and overwritten right. and like whatever. But this is like just it's really well written. It's really well shot. Like that was my takeaway from watching this movie, you know, sort of back to back days. Like I noticed it's really well shot. And again, first movies out of film school are usually like everybody's doing trying to do too much they're trying to do everything that they learned in film school right and it's noticeable but in this one it's just like everything's framed beautifully everything like looks good you know the action happens sort of exactly where you want it to happen you know for the effect that they're going for like if it's supposed to be a comedic death it might happen a little bit off to the side in the background yeah and that's you know yeah it's just it's really well shot so i would like to see more movies from this guy yeah uh one thing that so on what you were saying so a lot of the people working with craig they were worried because it's his directorial debut so they were like oh this is oh working first time with this guy like it's going to be awful you know I guess the the stereotype is they don't want to work with you on things. They just want to do what they want to do. They're not like open-minded, but a lot of the producers and actors are saying that he was really great to work with. And they technically considered him not new because he'd been an actor before. So he's been in a lot of things. And I guess he also directed some commercials. So they were and like short and he came out with a short film. I forgot the name of it, but it was an award-winning short film. So they were like, oh, this isn't his first, like, he's not new to it kind of thing. So I think that's what helped him, especially for this. From what I read, though, so it was shot in Canada, obviously, as we talked earlier. I didn't know that for sure. It just had a movie made in Canada feeling. Yeah. (laughs) You were correct. I did say it very confidently. I was just making it up (laughs) because it just (laughs) felt like a Canada movie. (laughs) Had me fooled, damn. <laughs> Confidence is 89% making things up. <laughs> Absolutely. Ew. I've done a lot of cool things in my life just because I went up to somebody confidently and like acted like I was supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Life left. We'll get, we, we can get into that some other time. But just <laughs> for, for the younger listeners... You can do all sorts of borderline illegal and <laughs> very cool things if you just like go up to somebody and be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> and for the most part, they'll let you in. So do some crimes. <laughs> Saturdays, are for crimes. The, Saturdays are for the ghouls <laughs> is saying go do crimes. No, wait, wait. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, Saturdays of the Ghouls are a proud sponsor of the <laughs> of doing crimes. <laughs> no, they're just we'll big advocates. Now. <laughs> we're, we're big advocates. Put this on the box. Saturdays are for the Ghouls are big advocates for crime. Now go ahead. <laughs> More <Chaos>. fun facts. <laughs> anyway. You like big advocates for crime, period. Go ahead. Let's go on with the movie. Yeah. Like there's no other word to say. <laughs> No further questions. <laughs> I will be taking no questions. <laughs> we don't. Wait, wait, wait. wait we wait, don't wait, wait. approve of crimes. <laughs> we approve of you following your dreams. <laughs> Catherine's like, let me clarify. <laughs> Ooh, geez, Squeeze the crime. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Squeeze the crime. <laughs> Catherine, you should change your shirt now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Let's see. So, shot in Canada, it took three years to get it even, like, started filming. Like, it took a lot of, because nobody wanted this, right? Nobody 
Just Michael. <laughs> That's basically what I got from what I was reading. Like companies would pick it up and then they were like, oh, this is good. But they were really worried because of finances. Like that was the big yeah. thing. They were like, it's good, but I don't think it's good enough kind of thing. That's a problem with movies. And it always has been. It's like, oh, you have this. Because ar- there's this weird thing with movies where people are like, people are like, oh, why do you keep remaking stuff and like just like doing the same thing over and over again? Why don't you come up with something new? But then when somebody comes up with something new, nobody wants to do it because nobody goes to see those things. So like the people who are saying do something new apparently are not going to the movies when something new comes out. So like, yes, do something new. But like when something new comes out, you have to go see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop it. Stop making Iron Man movies and make more drag me to hells. Drag make. Oh my God. Make some more, you know, Tucker and Dale versus evils. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just make that over and over again until we, no, I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no a message from boy. michael Coley. <laughs> my boy <laughs> i really love drag me to hell that's such a good movie oh my god sorry i just rewatched that this year and i was so happy with how it held up that is i hate to say it that might be sam raimi's best movie anyway, i do sorry. Like, what were we talking about for fun facts okay well i guess it's not really <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is fine. I love these. It's fine. Because <laughs> it doesn't I, sound fine when you say it that way, but yeah, I know you well enough that, that it is like, fine. Wait, no, 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 no. If you were a cartoon, your face would be completely red and steam would be coming out of your ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, fun facts. What other fun facts do we have about this movie? What movie are we talking about again? So, <laughs> the place where it was filmed at, they were told that so they specifically picked this area and time of year because it's always sunny right but out of all like they had one sunny day (laughs) the entire time of filming lucky them and (laughs) it was didn't want them to make this movie (laughs) no like that's what i'm saying like during research i was like this movie was curt like it was not meant to be made apparently like it had so much all odds here we are here we are thank you (laughs) but like i guess this is a sad fat fact sad fun fact (laughs) (laughs) my favorite kind of fun fact (laughs) so there was talk of a sequel the name was gonna be tucker and dale go to yale yes that is a fun fact that is a sad fun fact (laughs) the good news is that never happened (laughs) no yeah, so it, the director described it as Goodwill Hunting meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I guess uh, Alan, the guy who plays Tucker, he had an idea that was making the sequel similar to From Dust Till Dawn, which Craig liked. And at first, it seemed like it was going to be a thing. 2014, they confirmed that they were in development for the movie, which doesn't mean anything really other than that they're probably talking about it. 2016, they said they were continuing development (laughs) (laughs) amongst them doing other projects. And I put definitely put on back burner. Yeah. Um, Procrastination. Exactly. (laughs) They're just sitting there with Tucker and Dale go to Yale on their computer screen and they're just the little cursors (laughs) blinking. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then finally in 2017 at uh, the Boston Comic Con, Alan Tudyk mentioned that a script had been written but it was very disappointing and (laughs) unlikely to move forward darn it's probably better that way yeah yeah i think it is i don't know how they would make a sequel honestly without it being some like cheap gore fest yeah this movie is sort of perfect exactly the way it is a sequel almost always ruins it because once you make a sequel to a horror movie, it always turns into a franchise. Like, I can't think of a horror movie with one sequel. And every time that a horror movie turns into a franchise, it gets worse as it goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except Child's Play. Child's Play gets awesome. Oh, so good. The worse Child's Play is, the better. <laughs> 
Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> the worse the movie is, the better it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> My brain stopped working for a second when you said that. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> but yeah. So let's see. Let's see. So the cabin in the movie, the director wanted a combination of the cabin from Wrong Turn and the cabin of the Evil Dead from the mm. Evil Dead. And he was yeah. like, basically, make me a love child. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't have a cabin in a horror movie without, you know, you can't, like, deny that the Evil Dead is a thing when you have a movie set in a cabin. Right. Because right. everybody knows, everybody knows that your, that your cabin movie is inspired by Evil Dead. Like, there's no way around it. So to lean into it is the right way to go exactly you know when uh tucker and dale are having that uh or when tucker is like looks like he's dying and they have this whole heart-to-heart moment about them touching Mm -hmm. frogs so (laughs) that's that part's another good example of like i think timed comedy there are things that are easily missed because (laughs) i remember this part and i laughed but i don't know if a lot of people would catch it but they're talking about frogs and Dale just like under his breath says, I'll lick and yeah, you had me lick them or something like that. And yeah. Made me and feel you funny. let me lick them, he says. <laughs> I think he says, and you let me lick all of them. <laughs> and it and made, they me, made feel me feel funny or funny. something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. So in that scene or when he says that, the actor, he was in an episode of X-Files where he actually did lick frogs oh okay <laughs> oh <laughs> 14 years prior to this movie that's so. a deep cut that's like a deep <laughs> yeah fun fact. <laughs> that's that's a good fun fact that was the most fun fact i've heard so far about this movie. <laughs> wow <laughs> i got two more Ooh. another dale fun fact because i just i love dale so they never did mention this but on his hat when it says give, giver, giver, giver. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the actor chose that to put on his hat, and for one reason, because it says giver for obvious reasons, sweetheart. He's a big, big, big teddy bear, you know. And then the second reason, I guess, giver is the Canadian equivalent to get her done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. I do want that hat though even though I do don't wear hats I think I would wear that one because can you imagine like I'm just thinking about what people would like see when they saw that hat and then like what, talk about it for like the next what what did that guy's hat mean yeah yeah I feel like you would get a mix of like people confusingly staring at you like trying to figure out what it means and then the other part that's like why does that hat look familiar? And then the diehards that are like, oh my God. Yeah. And then my last little fun fact. So I thought this was interesting and I really want to buy the movie so I can experience this. And I kind of wish that I could somehow watch this part first just to see it without knowing. Apparently on the DVD, there's a special feature that plays the movie specifically just from the POV of the college students. Oh. Oh. That'd okay. be cool. So it's, yeah. So it basically makes Tucker and Dale look like the psycho hillbilly killers. And but what okay. happens at the end? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would love to like watch that. All right. You know? I'm literally on Amazon right now. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like, that seems really interesting that they could make it both ways. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, that was all my fun facts. Now, I'm really curious on what is bugging Michael over there. Yeah. Okay. What grinds your gears during this movie, Michael? So here's what grinds my gears about this movie. (laughs) This entire movie is a movie about a guy who cares a lot about other people. Even from the beginning, before he meets Allie, yeah, he thinks she's cute and everything. But when she falls into the river... You know, he's not, he's just thinking about her safety. Like, he's trying Mm -hmm. to get her into safety. And then, like, 
he gives her the pancakes and you know she's like scared and he's like oh you don't like pancakes this guy just really cares about other people mm-hmm. this whole movie is it feels a very specific way at the end of the movie which i feel like was a reshoot of the original ending dale goes into tucker's hospital room they attach his fingers whatever he has a lady's <laughs> finger for some reason i don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> fingers during the movie did my fingers always look like this <laughs> yeah which was funny but then they go to this bowling alley and yeah. there's this weird guy there and they're bowling Allie's good at bowling and whatever then this weird guy goes over to talk to some lady and you don't know anything about this weird guy you don't know anything about the lady that he's trying to talk to he knocks her out somehow Dale does not care that he knocks her out and then he's like dragging her away and again Dale doesn't care and like what's he doing when he drags her it just it felt off from everything else that was in the movie and I didn't really notice it until the third time I watched it like what is with this guy and why have a scene where he knocks a lady out even if it's by accident and then he's dragging her away to do what with her yeah it didn't fit in with anything else that happened in the movie and I'm like I don't like this this is making me feel bad that this is in here yeah why is it here and it bugged the crap out of me <laughs> I can see how that is like out of place for sure I was definitely focused on Dale and the girl like oh yeah cadoodling yeah, and, and stuff so like I was not like focusing on the guy in the background very much yeah. but that whole scenario was kind of like out of place, especially the fact that Dale was like, whatever, yeah, I'm going to kiss this girl. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you could have had that entire scene, but yeah. without the background thing, without right. that other guy, like, or even with that other guy, but he never went off to talk to the lady. Literally everything else in that scene and it would have been fine. Yeah. But the fact that this girl that he's trying to talk to gets knocked out. You don't see what happens to her. And then he drags her away is so, so not what this movie is. Yeah. And why is it here? I don't like this. Yeah. I can see that. And like, yes, you are supposed to be focused in on Dale and Allie. That's the cute part. But then why is this happening at all? Right. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah. I wonder if it's like to show that kind of like all hillbillies are like all the hillbillies all mean well, but sometimes things just go awry with them. And like, maybe that's why it's like kind of trying to tie in the fact that this is how all hillbillies are. You don't have to be afraid of them. Like they're just trying to help. But I know like it wasn't that vibe for sure. And when he's dragging her away, he has this big creepy smile on his face and I hope that that's what it was like, oh, this guy is the new Tucker and Dale. Yeah. But then they got the wrong actor to do it because for sure, like Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk are like lovable. Yeah. They give off a certain vibe. Like, you know, these guys, they're fine. Right. But this guy that we see for five minutes at the end of the movie is giving off a very creepy vibe. And I hope that he is dragging her away to help her. Yeah. But that smile that's on his face tells me that that's not what's going on. Right. So, you know, maybe I'm misinterpreting what's going on, or maybe they just got the wrong actor to do it. But, like, it threw me off. And it was only the third time that I watched it that I really noticed it. Right. Do you have any feelings about that, Haley? Other than, I mean, basically y'all said everything pretty much. Because I was like, I never, I didn't ever notice it really either that way. Like, yeah, I guess I did. At first I thought it was like funny because I was like, oh, it's another like misunderstanding happening. And then Dale's just like, no, not again kind of thing. Like I'm with my girl. But then, yeah, the creepy pull away 
that's when I was like, oh, that's a little. Yeah, the polling is the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the rest of the movie yeah. feels like that shouldn't be creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. I really hope that that's not what it was. But, like, I had to say something about it because I was like, I have to see if anybody else noticed this. Because... And did you watch, like, all the way through the credits? Because, like, I didn't see if there was anything, like, at the end where it explained anything. I didn't I watch didn't, through the whole entire credits, though. I didn't watch through the credits. Maybe I'll uh, kick it on when we're done here and then fast forward through the credits to see if they do an after credit scene. Yeah. But this is way before they started doing after credit stuff. But Maybe they're just ahead of their time. <laughs> I hope so. I hope something. And, you know, if somebody can email these ladies and explain it if, Saturdays if it's for the ghouls explainable. At gmail.com. Just kidding. Sorry. Saturdays for the ghouls at gmail.com. You could email us. There you go. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know because I really want to know because it felt so off from the rest of the movie. Definitely. No, so one thing I did want to mention earlier. So when we talked about Chad, he technically did not die. He didn't? No. Because Catherine, you remember? So when you first watched the movie, it's that opening sequence with the reporter and the cameraman. And they're like, it's like that weird, like found footage style kind of thing and they're being like attacked by this half burnt face scary guy yeah and then i was like oh my god i think that might be chad right and then when they do like there's a scene after like everything happens in the movie and you see the reporter like getting set up to do the like the report so basically it's like right before the opening of the movie i thought that the opening of the movie was his mom no so he just never died and so like there's still more to the story Maybe. That's why I'm like, I guess it's kind of open because fucking Chad's a psycho killer now. Yeah, I also thought that was what happened to his parents. But that I mean, that could very well be what happens after the movie, which would be very good. Also, some which underrated... Mean it's like a death. loop. <laughs> yeah, some underrated deaths in that newsreel. The saw blade to the guy's forehead and then yeah. that lady oh, getting yeah. the machete up in her throat. Yes. Yeah, good deaths in that. Oh my god. Okay, I want to say my favorite scene and my favorite line <laughs> is when he gets the pole <laughs> through the middle of his pants and he goes, wow, I'm <laughs> so happy that I'm not hung like a bear. Hung like a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so and good. Then, yeah, and then Tucker's upside down and he like giggles at it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a good scene. I forgot about that, Catherine. I know. We just talked about it before we got on. But, I know. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about that, but I, I that's one of my favorite scenes because it was like, I never thought I'd be thankful that I'm not hung like a bear. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, goodness. Oh, Dale. Are we rating the movie now? Yeah, we can do that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we rate out of 10. If you want to give it more than 10, you can. If you just want to give it whatever you feel, we uh, support you. <laughs> okay. I don't give many movies tens. Yeah. I am going to give this a nine because this is less than 90 minutes. This movie is not even an hour and a half. Right. But it tells a complete and like understandable story, which a lot of movies can't even do in two and a half hours. Like the pacing in this movie is great because it keeps moving. You never like you're never bored but you never feel like you're missing anything. The acting is great. Like I said, everybody's 100% in. Everybody's doing the thing that they're supposed to. It's using a lot of tropes, but it's using those tropes for a reason. Right. It's a great movie. And damn you, last scene, you (laughs) knocked a star off of this movie because I... He could have given it a 10. (laughs) I would have given it a 10, but that like four seconds of the end of this movie knocked off an entire star because not just because it felt wrong yeah but because it felt out of place in the movie that i've been watching right and i didn't like that yeah and yeah and it made me angry enough to knock a whole star off wow yeah okay what's your rating Haley? i would okay 
I did like this movie. I'll give it a, I'll, I'll do a seven out of 10, but I will give it an extra point because of Jengers. Uh, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I know, Jengers is so cute. He's always winking at you, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his name is actually Weezer, the dog that plays him. I thought that was cute. I, I was like, he looks like a Weezer. Name. That's a very good name. <laughs> I would give it a, I think I get, I'd give it an eight out of 10. And for the same reasons that you guys said, you know, I don't want to reiterate everything, but I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was well done. You're right. I didn't feel like, when is this movie over? Like it was really well paced and it was literally laugh out loud funny. Oh, it's so yeah. funny. Like I, really I don't funny. laugh out loud at everything that I think is like funny, but like when a movie can make you laugh out loud, literally, you're like, oh, okay, that's good. So I don't give out yeah, I- nines and tens very often, period. <laughs> yeah, I laughed out loud at different parts, the different times I was watching the movie. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. And I don't usually rewatch movies that much. Right. But this one has a lot of rewatchability specifically for the amount of time that you're spending it's not an investment right of your time right and it's also a good background movie yes like there's always something happening right i think that you've convinced me that it would be a good rewatch like to see what else i missed oh yeah definitely i'm sure that there are things that i missed because it was the first time i've watched it ever and so I was maybe not focusing on exactly what was correct at the right times. So now that I know yeah. what I'm supposed to be focusing on and what the <laughs> end game is, then like I can focus on things a little bit better and probably see new things every time. Yeah. Well, what's weird about it is the first time I watched it, I would have given it an eight. And the <laughs> second time I watched it, I would have given it a seven. <laughs> okay. But the third time, again, I would have given it a 10 if it weren't for that four seconds at the end of the stupid movie that the more I think about is making me even angrier. <laughs> oh, no. Yikes. What's his name? Craig? Oh. Who, the director? Yeah. Oh, Eli Craig. Craig, get out of here. <laughs> okay. I think you were just or so Explain yourself. You yes, please explain yourself. Because yeah. from the hospital to the end of the movie, it reeks of reshoot. It reeks of focus-tested bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be interested to see like what was actually released at Sundance that won the awards because it's potentially a different cut slash a different, you know, all of the original scenes are probably there. And I'd also be interested to see what's like, what if there are deleted scenes from the DVD or if there's like a, like you said, a director's cut. Yeah. Or something. So what I like to do during movies is I actually like, especially if there's like writing or whatever, I have... I love trivia, okay? So I'll watch a movie and I'll like constantly look for like small things, especially if like said movie is said to have, or a game as well, if it has like, what sort of my thing that I'm thinking of? Like, like, yeah, yeah, Easter eggs or like previous projects. So when I was watching this movie, it's also another funny scene. Like they kept zooming in on all the, newspaper articles about like the serial killer and <laughs> bodies found and then they zoom in on this like it's this huge all these newspaper clippings about a body being found and then right below it is like a coupon <laughs> for like i forgot what the food was he's like buy one get one chili dogs and there's no expiration date <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> and then underneath it it was like body found in the woods like da 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 yeah, so like little things like that. I do so I do like rewatching. So, but I do think this movie does have a high rewatchability rate for sure. <laughs> I agree. Well, that was Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on with us and uh, talking about the movie with us. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. This was super fun, and thank you for putting up with my bullshit. <laughs> I usually have a couple different like chaos people in my podcast, so it's, it's always a gram <laughs> time to have another one. Haley's <laughs> oh, yeah, normally my only chaos person. I'm just Ooh. a wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> well, spooky babes, we appreciate you. No, wait, can you tell us <laughs> where yeah. can find you? <laughs> Shameless promo I've... one more time. <laughs> I have thrown you off your game so bad. 
I love that because speaking of you know chaos, that's me. I am <laughs> chaos incarnate. So if you want to hear, uh, I'm not going to call it chaos because it's very, it's very evenly paced chaos. <laughs> but Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex. I really think like it's one of those things that's different. You know, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all day long. And a lot of podcasts are doing similar things. And that's great. If you have somebody who's good at doing the thing that they're doing, fantastic. I will listen to your podcast. We're doing over there is different from a lot of stuff. It's scripted. It feels like old school radio stuff, but extremely weird. But if you want a normal podcast that I'm in, we do one called No Time to Binge, where we watch the first and last episode of a show, and then we make up what happens in the middle. That show is chaos. We also do a show on YouTube called PowerPoint Showdown, where it's three of us. It's some nobodies and myself, and we have a guest every week, and the some nobodies guys do PowerPoint presentations, and we present them as if we made them, but we've never seen them before. So yeah, it's just four people giving presentations, you know, pretending like we wrote them, but we didn't really. We've never seen them before we do the presentation. All that stuff, well, not all of it. Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex is audio only, but the other two are on some nobody's YouTube channel. That honestly sounds so fun. Well, thank you. And we will uh, definitely check out his podcast and then the Some Nobody's YouTube channel. And Spooky Babes, we appreciate that you came and hang- hung out with us and squeeze the day, squeeze the crime. And uh, we will see you in your nightmares from your favorite ghoul friends. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween.